and he wants us to believe in us. And if he won't let go, why should we? So don't let go. You win. You're coming from a place of victory, not from a place of defeat. You, we, us win. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Um, gosh, God is amazing, isn't he? He is just so awesome. Um, so, Pastor, um, tomorrow is his birthday, and um, his desire, um, which it kind of happened, like, at the last minute, and um, got word that um, Kanye West was going to be at Joel Osteen's, and um, so he's walked around. I had asked him weeks and weeks ago, what do you want for your birthday? Well, I don't know. What do you want for your birthday? And then, long story short, you know, we had a little gathering for him on Friday. And then, long story short, he walks around out of his office and says, I know what I want. <laughs> I want to go to Lakewood. <laughs> so there's, that's where he is. And um, on the 11 o'clock service, Pastor Osteen will be interviewing um, Kanye. And, um, and then that t tonight, there will be uh, a concert that is sold out. And um, the, the pastors, the um, champions pastor, got an invite to come, and uh, so he was invited to come to be there, and, and that's where he is, and so isn't that exciting? And so he gets to hear, um, you know, one of some, someone had messaged me, a, um, I'm just going to say this and leave it, um, and it, it ties in with my message, and I'm so excited about what God has given me to share with you all. And uh, someone had messaged me this um, particular sermon, it was a clip, and it wasn't a very nice sermon, I say. It was something that was um, coming from the pulpit. It wasn't the greatest. And it was, you know, talking about uh, his Kanye's stand and all that. So, excuse me, i got to calm down. Let me take a deep breath. <sighs> Anyways, so my response was the word. And so it says in Acts, if you would turn over to that, that's not in, um, it's not in your um, notes or on the notes. And, and actually, you don't have to turn to it. I'll just paraphrase it because that's not my message. And so it, it says, if, it be, if, if this man or men, be, if this work be of men, it will come to naught. But if it be of God, you find yourself fighting with God. And that's all you could say. You got to leave people alone. You got to let God, God, if a rock can cry out, why can't celebrities cry out? If a donkey, if God uses a donkey, and I'm not comparing anybody to a donkey, I'm just saying, if a donkey can share the goodness of God in some way, why can't people? who have done whatever. We've all done whatever. We've all said whatever. And it's amazing how God is just like turning this thing up. He wants any and everybody to not go to hell. And if he has to use somebody that the world or the church, some of the church thinks shouldn't be saying anything, that's God's business. That's God's
business. Let's just celebrate. You know, that's a thousand. I mean, he had a concert and a thousand people came to the Lord. One, per, one concert. Let's say, if, let's say if, if that was fake, I believe even if one person came out of that saved, thank you, Jesus. Right? Let's look at the best. Let's look at the best. So I said all that to say that's where he is, and I'm so excited for him that he gets to be a part of that and, and, and just hear from, from him, from Kanye. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I love how Joel Osteen invites people in to, you know, and just accept people. And, um, and, I, and I think it's awesome. So anyways, um, but before we get into the message, um, we're going to keep what we've started, and that is um, taking communion. So, um, you know, Pastor announced a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, that we were going to be receiving communion every Sunday, and um, the importance of it and the power of it. And so um, you should have nearby um, your communion cup. And I just want to read a, a few scriptures from um, Corinthians in reference to uh, communion because of the, the power of communion. <clears throat> and um, in, in, in 1 Corinthians 11, we're going to start at verse 20. Therefore, when you come together in one place, it is not to eat the Lord's Supper, for in eating, each one takes his own supper ahead of others. And I wanted to stop there because this is not talking about, um, it's not talking about communion as far as when he says when you come together and you're taking it as if everybody's eating this and some are coming this way and that way. It's talking about the regular like, like, say, for instance, Thanksgiving, and you're coming together, and some people are eating before some. And some people may show up at your house a little tipsy. You know, some come a little tipsy first so they can, you know, whatever. That's how they roll. So some may show up like that. And they come, and they're eating, and there's no meaning, great meaning to it. That's different than the Lord's Supper. That is, this, the Lord's Supper is a holy communion. And holy means to be set apart, and it means that it's, it's uncommon, right? And so it is special, and it means something. You know, and Thanksgiving may mean something, but it doesn't save lives. Communion saves lives. Communion is, is something holy, and that's why we partake of it. So... So I'm going to read this again, and it says, Therefore, when you come together in one place, it is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating, each one takes his own supper ahead of others, and one is hungry and another is drunk. What? Do you not have houses to eat? And see, Paul was sharing this, and he was correcting them. Or do you despise the church of God and shame those who, are, who have nothing? What shall I say? Shall I praise you in this? No. But he goes on to say, For I receive what the Lord... For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And he took bread, and, and, and he was telling the disciples, or he was, when he took bread, he was telling the disciples the importance of remembering communion and why we should. He says, take, eat, this is my body, 
which is broken for you, do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. He never said anything about remembering our sins. He said, remember me. Because what? The, 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 the bread represents his body that was broken for our sicknesses and our diseases. And he wants us to remember when we're taking, remember why you're taking it. Because if there's any illness in our bodies, it, the, Jesus' body was broken for ours so that we can receive our healing. And the blood that we take is, the, is for the covering of our sins. And so he's saying to remember that when you take it. That's where your mindset want to be. This is why I take communion. This is why I partake of this holy communion. Because it's special. Because it represents the body of Jesus that was broken. And when we do it weekly, I do it we, I, pretty much every day. And I like to do it at night because it settles my mind and my thoughts. And it causes me to rest. And so, and, and, and it puts me in a remembrance of what Jesus did for me. So here's the body. Let's lift the body of just, just in, in remembrance and in, in acknowledging the goodness of the Lord. And let's break the body. Amen. Because his body was broken. You know, I thought about when we are asked to take medicine from our doctors or whatever, we're taking that in hopes of it to cure or to aid. This we take because we know the body was broken and it was for our healing. So if we can take medicine in hopes of that, why can't we receive communion in hopes and believing and knowing what was done? Amen? So when you see and when you receive of communion, know that you're receiving your healing, whether it's mentally, physically, financially, Everything was covered on the cross. Jesus' body was broken, blood shed, so we can live in abundance. And this is for us. Amen? So let's receive the broken body. Amen. Thank you, Father, for the body that was broken. And we'll just go right in and receive the blood. Thank you that we're forgiven, we're loved, and we celebrate you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Let's rejoice and thank him for your, our healing. Hallelujah. Whatever it is that you needed, whatever it is that's going on, believe that it is a finished work and it is done. Amen? Amen. God, hallelujah. So I encourage you, you know, to, to partake, you know, at home, and you don't have to wait till Sunday. You know, and sometimes some medicines say, say take three times a day. Why can't you? We take communion three. We can. You can take it. It says as often as you do this, just be in remembrance. Know why you're doing it and receive what has already been done. Amen? Amen. Well, today we're, um, I'm coming to you with, you know, I know some of you may have remembered a few weeks ago I talked about this message that I was so excited about. And, uh, <laughs> and so now here I am, and I'm presenting it to you. I didn't know I would be here 
Um, so soon sharing it with you. And I entitled this message, listen to this title, Flight 2019 with Connections to tw Flight 2020. Here we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, let me say it again. You didn't get excited like I am. <laughs> flight 2019 with Connections to Flight 2020. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. All right. Well, um, I'm going to be sharing with you just, just in reference to the love of God and how that love ties in to our destination, to our flight, where we're going, okay? And, um, you know, one of, the, one of the many things that grace, the message of grace has, has um, the revelations that I've received, one is just the profound love of God for me and for others. And, um, and so it's, it's been an amazing revelation for me how God intends or his love for me is not just for me but for me to love others. And not only that, the fact that he allowed his son Jesus to die for all mankind. That's love, Right? He didn't single out one nationality. He didn't single out one race. He, Jesus, died for all men. And that is very, very important, I believe, to understand and know as we go on our journey. Because there are people that are coming in our lives. There will be some people, you've heard this phrase maybe, some people for a reason, some for a season, some for a lifetime. But nonetheless, people are going to be in our lives. So let's start with the mindset that everybody matters. Everybody matters. Everybody is important. Everybody is important. Everybody has something that they're dealing with. Yes, everybody has something that they're dealing with, and yet, yes, Jesus died for everyone. Amen? So say this with me. Everybody matters. Everybody is important. Everybody has something they are dealing with, yet, and yes, Jesus died for everyone. Amen. Turn to John 3.16, if you will, if, or you can follow along on the screen. For this is how much, and this is from the um, Passion Translation, for this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes, that's where it stops. Everyone who believes, he died for everybody. But it's the believing that separates us. Not makes us better, but separates us. All right? Who believes in him will never perish but experience everlasting life. Amen? So it's true that Jesus died for everyone, every single person. When he was on the cross, everybody was represented on the cross. He represented everyone. And so it's, but once we understand what happened on the cross, you either believe it or you don't. And when we believe it, there's a mindset we must have as believers. And one of, of many, a few mindsets that you're not fighting for victory, 
or for victory, you're fighting from victory. Because on the cross, Jesus took care of everything. On the cross. And you either believe that or you don't. It is really a finished work. Yes. Another mindset that I have the mind of Christ. Amen? And so when we're faced with situations and challenges in our lives, we must believe. Thank you, Father. I have the mind of Christ. And when you take on that mindset, the thoughts will follow to help you in that situation. But if you allow the thoughts to make you feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm so defeated. I don't know what I'm going to do. And, you know, you begin to take on the worries and the mannerisms in which God does not operate. He doesn't operate in worry and concern. Those things are true that we may be dealing with. But what's more true or just as true, I have the mind of Christ. So I'm going to make the right decision. I'm going to go in the right direction. Amen? Another mindset we must have on our journey, on our flight. It's not my works that makes me right. I'm right because he did the work. It's not my works that makes me right or righteous. I'm righteous because of the works he's done. Amen? And you must have that mindset because the world and the system thereof will make you feel unworthy or make you feel like you don't deserve something. Maybe I don't, but because he does, I am, and I do. <laughs> and that's how we have to see it. And it's not being arrogant. It's not being that I'm prideful. It means that I'm taking an ownership of who I am. And I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and I have the mind of Christ. Therefore, I am righteous, and I deserve it. Amen? Amen. Another and final mindset, but there's so many more. I see myself in others through the eyes of Christ. So important to see others through the eyes of Christ. We must. We are not going to all agree. Jesus died for everybody. <laughs> I'm not better than you. I have a good idea. You have a good idea. Jesus died for everybody. I'm going to see you through the eyes of Christ. I'm going to value you because God values you because Jesus died for everybody. And if he didn't value you, he would have said, everybody but this person, I'm dying for. But because he died for everybody, that means you're valuable. And don't let nobody tell you you're not. You are valuable. And your thoughts, if they line up with Christ, your thoughts and you are valuable. And your purpose, God has placed on the inside of every one of us a divine purpose. And it matters. A few days ago, I was, I was having a conversation with the Lord. And it was just some heaviness, some things that were just happening. And I, was, and I said... It was the night before, I said, this particular night, and I just said out to the Lord, you know, I said, Father, this is a lot, right? And it just began to have conversation. Got up the next morning, you know, had my uh, time with the Lord, and got ready, and did my routine, went and worked out. And as I, as I um, pulled, uh, got into my car, and there in front of me, like, like directly in front of me, a car, like directly in front of me, not over to the side, left or right, directly in front of me, 
And that, what, did I leave my phone down there? Thank you. <laughs> I want to. I want to read these. That, I mean, it just blew me away. So, and, and it was this car, and it had these stickers on it. And the stickers read. The first one read, "You matter." The second one, "Don't give up." Just below. Right, right below the, the um, plate said, be the spark that sets the world on fire. And then but it gets better because right before, I thought that was just those three. And see, God knows each of us. He knows how to minister to each and every one of us. He knows what rings our bells. He knows this is my language. This is, my, this is how I talk. And so right, right above the plate and I didn't even see it until I looked back at the plate. Right above the plate were the eyes of, 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 of this picture was the eyes of Jesus. And it said, Jesus, <laughs> right, right above the plate. Like God looking in me, at me, telling me, you matter. Don't give up. Be the spark. Do what you need to do. And shut, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, God, you're so awesome. I'm like, this is amazing to me. Like. Like not even a day late. I mean, like the. I mean, not even uh, 24 hours. The next morning, he's like, "Daughter, son, you matter. Don't give up. Keep going. Be the spark. We are. We are light in this world." And it just blessed my socks off. And I'm like, "Let's go." <laughs> He knows what gets me, and there's not a quit in me. I may slow down. I may stumble a little bit, but I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. I'm going to love. I'm going to press, and I'm going to do what's necessary to get whomever with me in the kingdom. Amen? And that's the heartbeat of our Father God. That's our heartbeat. And so as believers, God encourages us. Turn to 2 Peter 1, 3 through 4, or follow along on the screen. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us through his divine power. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name, and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. As a result of this, he has given you and me magnificent promises that are beyond all, beyond, beyond all price. There's no price on the promises that God has given us. We can't sell them to anybody. Nobody can match their price. You know how some stores say, we'll match that price. Uh-uh. Nothing can match the promises that God has given us. Nothing. So that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are in the world. In a nutshell, I mean, that's really huge. I like that said, said a lot. But we can say we have escaped because, we, because he sees us through the finished work. You may be going through some things, 
but we've escaped. God has already said, we, we, we're out. And we can say that because of what he just said here. He said, you've escaped. We've escaped. That means you're out. That means that the enemy looked in there and was like, where'd they go? We're out, devil. You got to announce it. We're out. You, you're no longer holding me captive. I am out. So that, listen, so that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the divine nature by which you have, not will have, past tense, you have escaped. You and I have escaped the corrupt desires that are of the world. All the promises are powerful. All of the promises that he has given us have power. So we are really, truly like dynamite. <laughs> like, light me up and let me just go off. Yes. All the promises are powerful, and they're living on the inside of us. Right? And so I, I just want to encourage you as we go on this flight 2019 and with connections to 2020, I want you to know that as you go, keep loving, keep living, keep laughing, keep enjoying the blessings of God. So, so what we do, so and one of the things that I've come to enjoy and learn and understand, I don't know all of the dynamics of the flight, but there's four things that causes an airplane to do what it does when it's going to its destination or taking off. There's four, four principles. There's the weight, there's the drag, the weight, the lift, and the thrust. Those four things. And I, I want to just kind of use them as analogies to, to um, give you something to think about as you're on your journey when it's in reference to people and people that are in your life and, and us seeing people as valuable and precious, us loving on people um, and understanding that everybody matters. Even, even if those people seem to be a drag, even, even if those people seem to be a weight, even if they're like the best thrusters, and the best lifters in your life, they may, they, they may play a part in some things, but not all things, but they matter. Everybody matters. Okay? And so, and so I'm just going to just give a def definitions of all those parts that the, those um, things do for a plane. And you guys, all of you brilliant people out here, you may already know this. And it is, if you do, um, that's awesome. So... And just take what I am sharing and cause it to just set fire to that what you know. All right? So um, here, here are some of the definitions. The word drag, when it comes to um, flying, aviation, is the force of flight that pushes airplanes back or acts against the direction of motion. Now, there may be some people in your life that feels like that they are trying to push you back. They matter. They're important. 
And it's important how you handle them. Now, you can't control their actions, their thoughts, their behavior, but you can control you. You can still treat them with kindness, with love, because they matter, right? But you, me, we have to ask God, God, how do I handle this person? How do, how do I deal with them without allowing them to hold me back? But yet, we're going to tie it all together at the end because they play a major part in getting you where you need to go. So you don't want to cut them off, right? So listen, listen, this is awesome. Weight. Every plane has a maximum takeoff weight. Like if it's, you know, the huge, huge, there's so much weight that they can carry, right? And so it is in life. Every, every one of us, we're so different. And we can all take only so much. That's just how we're built. It doesn't mean you're less of anybody or, or more. It's like we're all different. God is so awesome. He built us like that. We all have a different built, unlike our mentality and all that. But you know what I'm saying? Even as we apply the word, I'm not lessening the word. I'm just saying that we're all different. Okay? And so everyone's, um, so when, when you deal with the weight, Every plane has a maximum takeoff weight, and everyone's purpose is different. I said that, so we don't want to compare. And so the weight, it is important that the plane um, has the right amount of weight, basically, okay? So that it can lift. And then the lift is created by the differences in the air pressure. So you have all this going on. You have the drag, you have the weight, and you have the lift. And so here we are trying to get to our journey. We have people that it feels like weight, but you feel like, I don't know if I can handle this person. I, I got all I can take right now. I got my, I'm, I'm just done. Right? Yeah, that's kind of how we're feeling. And no, we just got to, God, how do I handle this person? How do I treat this person with love? Because you die for them. And they're no less than me. So I don't want to treat them less because I don't want to be treated less. So God, how do I handle this? And then you have the last, the last thing is the thrust, which is the force that propels a flying machine in the direction of motion. Right? It, it propels. It gets it moving. And then the engine is what produces the thrust. Like, What's on the inside? That engine is so important. And we have on the inside of us the best engine ever, the Holy Spirit, right? And so we have the tools. We have everything we need. And when we, are, when we consider the fact that there are people in our lives that sometimes may rub us the wrong way or we don't understand kind of what's happening with the relationship, but we know that, this is a, that these individuals are in our lives. And God knows that they're there. So we, we allow God to help us to see them through the eyes of Christ and receive them as God has received them. But then let's, let's get off of the, um, let's, let's, 
put that to the side and then think about there are, in some essence, times there's individuals that just don't want to do anything and don't want to go anywhere, <laughs> and they want to buck the system all the time. That may be that you just got a little bit too much weight, and so, you, like I said, every flight, every plane has a maximum weight. And if you've already hit that, God knows, right? And so it's, but that doesn't mean you don't love them. That doesn't mean that they're not important. That may be that just not, they're not for your journey, right? And so it's just understanding that, and then we believe and pray the best for those individuals. Because God, Jesus died for everybody. And he has a plan for everyone. And so it's keeping that mindset, keeping that understanding when we deal with people. Especially when we're dealing with those that are unsaved. Those who have not come into the full knowledge of, of, of receiving Jesus. We cannot expect them to live like a believer. We have to show our light and love them as Christ would love them. Why? Because Jesus died for them. It's already, it's a finished work. They just don't know it. They don't know the plan that God has for them. So as we live our life according, not that we're going to be perfect, not that we're not going to miss it, not that we're going to not say the right thing or act the right way. We will. But it's still understanding Number one, you, then you have to go back and love yourself and forgive yourself and then begin and continue to love others and love them with your actions and with your words. You love them with your words by not saying things that's going to put them down, saying things that's going to encourage them. And if you don't have anything to say, just smile. My mom would say, and, and a lot of us have heard this and we use it, if you don't have nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all, right? <laughs> you just, you know, and if you have to find something to say, boy, you got a beautiful smile, you know? But there's something good that we can say about everything, something. Thank God it wasn't worse. Um, thank God that blah, 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 you know what I'm saying? There is something that we can find in the midst of all of our pain. But on your journey, as you are taking off and going places, there are going to be people that you feel like are weight and they have to serve in that capacity. Or drag, they must serve in that capacity. And you have those and you want those in your lives as well that's going to lift you, right? that's going to cause you to propel, that's going to thrust you to your destiny. And I, and I pray that I am in those people's lives who I am in. I mean, I guess we have to be okay if we end up being a weight or a drag because that's still important. It's still needed. It's still needed to get them to that place, and it's okay. That's not a, it's, it, in, in some instances, not a bad thing to be a drag. 
You wouldn't have gotten you wouldn't have gotten there if I wasn't a drag. <laughs> you know? But love, the, the 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 bottom of the line is we gotta love people because Jesus did. He loved them enough, us enough to die for us. And he died for all people. And that's why it's ridiculous to be to to have racism but I understand the plot of the enemy we understand that because if he can get and he's done it from the Bible days all the way that's one of his tools but the Bible says don't be ignorant of his devices but we understand love is what conquers all Mr. Tracy's song that it was so awesome Jesus is the answer for the world today above him there's no other he is the answer. And what is it that he demonstrated on the cross? Love. He demonstrated the love. And that's our assignment, believers. Demonstrate love. In the frustration of dealing with um, the things that are in the world, the, the conversations, whatever's going on, Father, where can your love show up here? Yeah, we, we, we can have those conversations on the inside of us while the conversations on the outside of us are going on. Okay, Father, what's, what's my part here? Okay, and then keep your eyes open. Be, be, be vigilant. Look, observe. You know, be watchful, not fearful, watchful. Okay, Father, what do I need to see here? And understand, God's got your back. He's got our back, right? But we're going places because love always wins. Love always wins. And when we choose to love people and understand that we are loved, and that's how we can love people, when we understand we are loved. That's why it's so important that we understand the, the love of God for us because when we understand the love of God for us, we're not going to verbally abuse somebody. We're not going to steal from someone because we understand the love of the Father and that the Father loves me. And if that's a hard desire of mine to have that, and it goes with my plan and purpose and my desire, the Father is going to give it to me. And so, therefore, I'm not going to harm you or I'm not going to be disappointed in your blessings because you got blessed because... I understand the love of the Father, and he's going to bless me. And I'm going to rejoice because you are happy. Are you happy? Yes. <laughs> She's happy. Be happy with and for her. Yes. Rejoice with people if that makes you happy. I, you know, not, I mean, lots of things make me happy, but little things make me happy. Chocolate makes me happy. <laughs> I love chocolate. That makes me happy. Be happy for me. When I, you know, I know Pastor comes and says stuff like, <laughs> don't think Carla just eats, you know, grass. I never said I just eat grass. <laughs> In fact, far from it. No. I love dark greens. I love healthy stuff. And, you know, and I, I love food. And, but I'm not, a, I'm not like a huge, huge foodie foodie is that what they're called yeah but there are certain things that I just really enjoy and chocolate is one of them 
right? And, but I understand modifications and moderations, rather. I understand moderation. And that's what life is about. <laughs> Enjoy your food, but eat it, modera- eat it in moderation. I'm not going to sit and, and just pig out on, you know, chocolate after chocolate after chocolate all, all evening. I, I, I know what that does for me. Anybody else? <laughs> But I'm going to enjoy me some chocolate, and I do like cookies too. Cookies, and my favorite cake is an amazing uh, moist pound cake. And my favorite pie—I don't like all cakes and pies—but that's my favorite cake. My favorite pie is a pecan pie. So don't bring them to me. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, I just have what I like, right? And so if you enjoy um, cream pie. I'm not going to condemn you for enjoying your cream pie. Enjoy your cream pie, right? And whatever it is, rejoice with those who rejoice. And love on people, love people. And so in closing, um, I have this song. And um, this song, it, um, you know, God ministers to me a lot through music because of what I do. Uh, being in the fitness industry, and, you know, I'm always looking for songs. I'm always looking for right lyrics, and, I mean, and, and I know that there, um, you know, some, some songs can be a little over the top with um, some of the cuss words, and, you know, so I, I shy away from those, and, and, and I, and I, but I look for words, and it may have one or two words in it, and I'm going to be honest, that they may curse or something, but if the message is there, I just love it. I'm like, Man, but this one doesn't have any of them. <laughs> I'm just, just saying. <laughs> but <laughs> but, I'm, but I, I just love, and I love beats. I love beats, right? Like a good beat. I mean, you, you know, I, I, I'm just, that's just who I am, what I'm made of, and what I do. And so, um, you know, and I, I want to close with a couple of things. I want to close with, first of all, making sure that I got my message across and that you are understanding what I'm saying on our way to where we're going. Love is major. We have to love people. We have to um, drop the judgment eyes and see them through the eyes of Jesus. Let Jesus, let God do what he do and you do what we do what we do. And that's walk this earth being a representation of Jesus himself. And that's love. His last act on the earth, as a man, he gave his life, and that's love. So what an example, right? And so seeing people and trusting that God is bigger than anything we can ever do to try to fix somebody. They're already fixed. They just don't know it. Let God reveal it to them and you show up and be the light. See, oh, oh, just saw it. Your light will shine to let them see. Just be. If you just be, your light will allow them to see. If you be, your light will allow them to see. And that's, and that's really the simpleness of it. And as we go on our flight... We are going to have some drags. We're going to have some weight. We're going to have the lifters. 
we're going to have the thrusters. Love them all. Take and, and pick up some people with you. Amen? Because we're going places. We're going places. This is a dying world, but we're living and we're, we're life. And don't fret. Know that you are an extraordinary being. You are special. Nobody can do what you do. Nobody. No, there's no other DNA on the earth like us, like each of us here and each of you watching or whatever. There's no one. There's only one DNA. There may be another Carla Jennings, and there are many. I've seen many on Facebook. It blows me away. But none of them has my DNA. No. And likewise. So this particular song is called Extraordinary Being. So if, if it moves your groove, whatever, but I put, I had, um, thank you, Stephen. He put the words up there for me. And um, I'm going to let you hear it. And then I'm going, so if you, if you don't have to leave, would you stay and, um, and, and hear this? And then I'm going to just have an opportunity for us to um, just, if you haven't received Christ, this would be an awesome time for you to understand that because you're extraordinary. Amen? Amen. Thank you. 